What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Bondo. This is God's Gift to Team Marshall. This is the Boy, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 87 of the ROH cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who is the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hello everyone. And the man, simply known as Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John. Yo, how's it going? Uh, this week we've got a special show lined up for you. We normally talk about the news, which we'll get to next week, including the news that Paul London will be returning to Ring of Honor at the Border Wars iPay-Per-View. But instead, this week we're going to be joined by QT Marshall momentarily for an interview. So we do hope you enjoy this week's show. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Stephen and John as always, and we're joined by a very special guest. QT Marshall is here. Thank you for joining us, and how are you doing? Uh, you're welcome. The pleasure is all yours, guys. <laughs> so, uh, before we talk about some of the more recent stuff with Ring of Honor, we'll talk about how you got your start in pro wrestling. Like, Where did you begin training, and how did you first get into it? Alright, well, uh, growing up, I had good parents. They told me, be whatever you want to be, you know, so... Uh... Luckily, you know, I lived in New Jersey. The Ring of Honor school was right there, so I made an appointment when I was 18. I headed down over there. And uh, when I got there, CM Punk was sitting there in the ring. And he told me, hey, kid, can't do anything with you today. I got pink eye. I said, okay. Uh, you know, it would have been nice if you called me. He said, huh, me call you. Welcome to the wrestling business. I said, no problem. I went straight to the Monster Factory and gave them my cash, and that's how I started. So, uh, yeah, needless to say, CM Punk prevented me from going to ROH Dojo back in the day, back in 2004. So you mentioned the the Monster Factory school. What was it like training there? Uh, It was a little different, uh, not what I had expected. It's very old school, like when we did our shows over there. Heels were in one locker room, baby faces in the other. Found out the finish in the ring. You know, uh, if you got caught talking to your opponent via text message or anything like that, things would be switched up on you. You'd be out there in the ring waiting for your opponent and someone else would come out. <laughs> so, I mean, great. it really, really taught you how to think on your feet and, uh, you know, really went against the whole pro wrestling of uh, calling it all in the back and not worrying about what the crowd thinks and just doing what you want. So, hmm. it was different, you know. Uh, you also but, uh, spent... Uh, go on. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, you also spent some time training with Team 3D and Scott Hall. What did you learn from those guys? It must have been a great experience. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I was down in Florida. I had moved down to Florida just for, you know, a change. And uh, Bubba and Devon had opened up a school, so I said, hey, you know, I need to figure out how I can get my foot in the door somewhere. So I went over there, and uh, training was phenomenal over there. I mean, Devon was more hands-on, and then Bubba was more for the advanced class with uh, ring psychology and stuff like that. 
And I actually stepped away from the independent scene for a while just to basically work like four or five days a week in the ring in front of Bubba and, uh, you know, perfecting the psychology of pro wrestling and the storytelling and all that stuff. And then, uh, mm. you know, when it was time to move on from there, I moved on and I started working local indies in Florida. And one of the guys that ran one of the indie shows, you know, told me he had a ring and if I wanted to stay in shape and try to keep some workouts going. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Scott Hall started showing up. I guess he was getting ready for his TNA, you know, his uh, TNA comeback. And mm. I mean, when he, when he was there and he was, you know, not partying, I mean, he was, it was phenomenal. I mean, that was one of my favorites growing up. So to sit there and actually listen to him and critique, I mean, the guy's, he's brilliant. But then there were times when, you know, he showed up and he wasn't all there and that, that was kind of hard for me to sit and watch. So, you know, little by little, then, uh, I was able, I was lucky enough while I was working for them to catch a break and head down to Puerto Rico, you know, for a, a brief stint down there working for Savio before he jumped and went over to start working for Carlos. I wish I would have known. I would have just went to work for Carlos. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I wasn't huge on the Indy. I mean, in Florida I was, I didn't really travel. I was always worried about, you know, my personal life and being successful outside of pro wrestling in case it didn't work out, you know. And uh, in that time period, I guess from 07 to maybe 2011, uh, I mean, I've worked, I worked for WWE maybe like almost 20 times. You know, I was one of the gladiators at WrestleMania, a bad guy for Cody Rhodes. I was always there whenever they were in town. It just, they never pulled the trigger on hiring me. So uh, I went down to Puerto Rico. I was working with uh, Brian Danielson. And uh, before the, like the day before we went out to lunch, we were just shooting the shit, you know. And uh, he told me, hey, do you ever think about Ring of Honor? I said, no, not really. He said, well, why not? I said, well, the whole CM Punk thing kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And then watching their style wasn't really my style. And, you know, we had a talk and everything. And then uh, I found out they were doing a seminar. And so I went up there, you know. So uh, before we do get into you actually joining Ring of Honor, what were some of your favorite matches that you were involved in before you did join? Um, that I was involved in? I mean, like you said, I'm, I was big with, working the students at a lot of local shows, you know, because my, my philosophy is if I can go out there with someone and make them look like a star, then I've done my job. And if someone else is watching that from a higher up perspective, like a, a WWE or something like that, hmm. they say, man, if that guy can do that with that guy, imagine what he can do with someone that knows what they're doing. So that's always been my psychology. And, uh, I mean, it's held me back a little bit, you know, I'm not, I've been told even by like, by Baba, by Scott Hall, I'm not selfish enough, but it is what it is, you know? So, I mean, uh, favorite matches, like I said, I mean, I worked with, uh, Jesse Neal from TNA wrestling, impact wrestling, whatever they call it now. And, uh, but I had trained with him at team 3d. So it was kind of like working a friend, you know what I mean? It was, you know, but we had a really good match and I mean, not, not a ring of honor match that you guys consider five star, but you know, Tommy dreamer was there and he pulled us both aside and Hey man, you know, work on this. Uh, when it came to the wrestling itself, you know, I've been told since, since 2007, the only thing I'm missing is my body, you know? So I'm a fat kid at heart. So it's, you know, something I got to work on still. But, uh, you know, other than that, like I said, I really don't think I have 
one. I mean, the Danielson match helped me a lot. It put me on the map for YouTube, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, I was supposed to go over on him, but then they saw how over he was down there. I guess they didn't realize he was going to be a draw. I don't know why they wouldn't realize that. But, uh, you know, the hottest free agent by getting fired from WWE, I mean, <laughs> you know, bad business. But uh, so I, I still got a bone to pick with him because after I lost the, the, the title down there, they never invited me back. And having the title was my, you know, because I wasn't living there. I was getting flown back and forth. Mm. So because the deal they wanted you to live down there was terrible. And like I said, I'm, you know, I like enjoying my, my nice life. You know what I mean? I have a house, I have, you know, a nice car and to live in Puerto Rico and make no money to work once a week, you know, it's, for me, it's not worth it. It's all about, you know, gaining the, uh, gaining experience, but still having, you know, you got to have a fallback, you know, because mm. I mean, the list of, the odds of making it big in professional wrestling, I mean, they're astronomical, but you know, there is a chance you never know. So you mentioned that you went to the, uh, a seminar that Ring of Honor held. How did that then lead to your debut on the Ring of Honor TV show? Um, well, I went up to the seminar. There was like 50 guys there, 40 guys. And uh, I actually worked with Matt Taven. And I just remember Jim Cornette after the match was over, like raving about it, telling us he was going to put us on TV and blah, blah, blah. So as soon as the seminar was over on a Sunday, now, mind you, I was living in, I'm still living in Florida. Uh, I walked into the office where it was, um, you know, Hunter, Delirious, and Kevin Kelly. I, I kind of said, you know, basically straightforward. Uh, I, you know, I was told we're going to be put on TV, so what's the next step? I said, I don't want to be, come off arrogant or anything like that, but I can't go home not knowing anything. You know what I mean? I, I've done, like I said, 20 extra jobs with WWE, and no one says a word to you. And it's almost like you don't want to push the issue because that's the place you ultimately want to go. So going to Ring of Honor, which for me at the time was kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's Ring of Honor, it's an indie show. I had no, you know, no holding back when I talked to him. And he just said, you know, it's kind of hard because of where you live. And I was able to finagle stuff and work out uh, renting out my house. And I'm originally from New Jersey, so I moved back home for a little bit. And I was uh, showing up, you know. Showing up, I was training over there once a week at their school with Hunter and uh, a couple of the students and cheeseburger. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, one thing led to another, and he had a spot for me. He gave me a dart, and he gave me the tag with Sam Shaw. First the Briscoes, then we did the thing with Tadarius as my teammate for the Internet. And then uh, he called me up and said, hey, I'm thinking about uh, this, this whole naturally gifted that's what i was using at the time so this whole naturally gifted thing why do you say that i told him because you know when i first broke in there was nothing i had to practice you know what i mean like they said do a running power slam i do a running power slam and it was like wow it's perfect and i said well yeah i've been watching wrestling since i'm five years old if i watch terminator since i'm five all the time and you ask me to hold the gun like schwarzenegger i'm going to be able to hold the gun like schwarzenegger you don't want to teach me so i always use that as you know, like, it was almost like I was put here to wrestle. So, you know, that was the character. And he said, you mind if we go a little further with it with the whole God's gift? I said, I'm not religious. I don't give a crap. That's fine. And, uh, you know, that was it. So, you know, and then he told me, all right, I was going to debut, I guess, 
with one on one with Tadarius or whatever it was at the August third taping, and you know they said we were going to talk about a contract then and there and all that stuff. So one thing led to another. Yeah, and then then you were put in the uh, the four corner survival match at Boiling Point, weren't you? For the uh, the winner earned a, a Ring of Honor contract. I mean, what was your reaction to winning that match? And and uh, when did you sort of find out that you were going to be on, uh, offered a contract? Yeah, like I said, they had told me something about a contract. We weren't sure um, because of where I lived and all this other stuff. I mean, and it was like right when they were do- dealing with the Young Bucks and TJ Perkins and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I had known I wanted to go back to Florida already because I hated New Jersey, honestly. I like, you know, it's 87 degrees right now. I, I like that. So uh, that someone had told me at TV, it might have been, uh, I want to say it was it was Cheeseburger. He said, hey, I think you're on the pay-per-view in some kind of Four Corners match. And then I didn't find out until, basically until it was on the website, that it was going to be for a contract. Uh, I wasn't sure I was, who was, because I know that they were really high on Matt Taven at the time. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure what was going on with him and if he was going to go anywhere else or anything like that. So I kind of just took it as, you know, with a grain of salt and then uh you know one thing led to another and i ended up picking up the victory and with the with my finish so i, I mean i was pretty excited about that i mean there was a a definite what felt like was going to be a, a a good push for me so and then like i said i just take things one day at a time anyway i don't really look too far into the future so that was pretty cool mm. were you a ring of honor fan or did you sort of follow the product before you joined uh, ring of honor uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, my trainers at the Monster Factory at the time, not Larry, but a couple other, uh, like, head trainers over there, I mean, they used to rag on Ring of Honor back, like, the original stuff. Just that a lot of it was uh, not believable and goes against what they teach. So, I, I mean, I watched little bits and pieces here and there. And, you know, I, I, being down in Florida, they had FIP, which used to be, like almost like the right underneath Ring of Honor. So I, I worked mm-hmm. a couple of those shows and I, I saw the style. Like I said, I mean, it, it's not what I, it's not my taste, but, you know, I definitely see, you know, especially like after the last pay per view, that Supercard of Honor. I mean, I was watching and, you know, like I said, it's not the storytelling that I was into growing up, but I mean, it's the greatest professional wrestling there is out there. You know what I mean? It, it really is. Like I give those guys a lot of credit for the crap that they go out there and do and put themselves through. And, you know, I hope that one day, I mean, I get an opportunity to, to have longer than a, you know, a six minute match or seven minute match on TV or, you know, like I said, we'll see what happens. Mm. And you, you know, you mentioned the, the CM Punk incident when you uh, went to train at the RH uh, dojo, did that sort of incident uh, bring up any reservations to sign in with Ring of Honor at all? Um, no, because you know what? I saw how, how well, like, Danielson had done and, and uh, Claudio and Hero. And the other thing is, too, knowing, going into Ring of Honor, knowing at, you know, 6'1", 245, I was going to be one of the bigger guys. So, obviously, with, you know, WWE and other places watching that our product, you know, it, it makes me present myself as a bigger guy. So, and they're always looking for a bigger guy. You know what I mean? So, for me, it was like, hey, this will be the recognition I need, you know, to get exposure and all that stuff. And who knows, hopefully, 
you know, I can end up working my way to the top of this company, you know, and if, you know, if I never make it to the next level, you know, I'll consider it a disappointment. But I mean, at the same time, if I can end up, you know, being a ring of honor world champion, I mean, that would be phenomenal. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know, you, you briefly mentioned, you know, just before you signed the contract that uh, TJ Perkins and the Young Bucks were were released and, and had some, you know, contractual sort of disagreements with Ring of Honor. I mean, did that sort of bring up any reservations to signing a contract at all? A little bit. But, uh, you know, I was able to sit down with uh, Jim and, and Hunter at the time and we were able to work something out. So, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I'm at Ring of Honor. I'm in Ring of Honor and... Uh, I'm living in Florida, so I got the best of both worlds, you know what I mean? I don't know whether TJ Perkins and the Young Bucks just aren't good businessmen. I don't I don't know how it you know, I don't know how their story worked out, but you know, I know how mine was. So like I said, I mean, uh you know, I have a year contract till September, so we'll see what happens after that. Mm. And the fact that you you live in Florida, has that not brought up any uh problems at all? I mean, not for me, not that I know of. I mean, uh, you know, there's a couple of shows that I haven't been booked on, like uh, out in the Midwest, whether it was Mich- uh, Michigan and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I guess it was. But uh, not for nothing, that was January. I mean, it's freezing out there. I don't know if I really <laughs> wanted to go out there anyway, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, as far as I know, you know, everyone's still been, uh, you know, I'm worried about the bosses, honestly. I don't really care about what other people, if they're worried about where I'm from or this, that, and the other, you know, I don't really care about that. It's all about, you know, being okay with the, the boss, the office, all that stuff. So. Yeah. And, you know, Ring of Honor fans are, are well known for being sort of a, a hard-to-please crowd. So did the you know, the slightly negative reaction uh, you received when you first came into Ring of Honor, did that sort of uh, affect you? Or, you know, were you expecting it? Yeah, I knew it was coming. I mean, an uh, old-school guy. Uh, like a Mike Bennett Jr. I knew all that stuff was coming. And, uh, you know, even some of the boys that mess with me on the Twitter and all that stuff. And, you know, all I have to say is, like, my debut match was to Darius Thomas. Everyone, oh, you know, Ring of Honor. Uh, one guy put on the, the YouTube or whatever, like, oh, Ring of Honor. Uh, here was your chance to build this guy, and you let the other guy do whatever. And, all this stuff, and it's like, that's my job is to, if I go out there and just beat someone in two minutes, what the hell does that do for anybody? You know what I mean? It doesn't do anything. Oh, wow, the big guy beat up the little guy in two minutes. Of course, we saw that coming. Channel change. But now you've got two guys out there, fresh faces. One's got the, the Brazilian Capoeira style. The other one comes out with a roll-on. And now they put on a, a, a back-and-forth match. Now, mind you, I had a promo. I went over with my finish at the time. So why not Why not give him enough, make him look great, and to the point where he ended up getting a contract out of it. You know what I mean? I'm, like I said, I'm not a selfish guy. I know what I can do. You know, whereas if I just went out there and just beat the crap out of him, then what, they send him back to Detroit, and he might never get a phone call again. Mm. You know, he was, he was willing to go out there and, like I said, I went over with my finish. So what do I got to complain about? Because people on the internet are going to write that they don't think I'm good. I don't give a crap. I give a crap what the boss takes. I give a crap as long as I continue to get booked. Mm. 
So, oh. you know, the, the fan reaction, do, do you, does that not affect you at all? Or does it, you know, motivate you? Or do you just sort of not take any notice of it? I mean, a little bit here and there. Like, I see some guys have these matches, and I'm like, like I said, it's still not my style, so I don't know how I would go about it, you know, when I get put in that position. Um, like, look at Jay Lethal, for example. He can work, and he works a Ring of Honor style, or he works an old-school style. And it, it all depends on who he's working, he adapts. You know, and like, uh, I think that the people, their perception of me is just the way it was with Bennett. I mean, look at Supercard of Honor. Bennett came back. Everyone loves him. He hasn't changed a bit. Mm. So I don't know if it's, I'm the new guy, so just keep hating me. And like I said, I, I, do I lose sleep over? Absolutely not. You know, I, I go out there, I do what I feel is best for what we're trying to get across. And that's it. Mm. Uh, many people, sort of, you know, inside the business, might say that by the fans hating you, you're, you know, you're doing your job as a heel. I mean, would you agree with that? Well, it depends. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, right? Like, oh, you have X Pac heat and all this stuff. When I was brought in, I, I looked around in the locker room and I saw there was besides Haas, um, there's not really many heels. Now, Ring of Honor is different. It's two guys out there the sport of professional wrestling and let the fan decide. I get that. But if no one's going to be the most hated guy, why not be that guy? You know, and, it, and unfortunately, if I have to go about it a certain way, like I said, as long as I'm hated at the end, you know, when, when I'm leaving the ring, as long as people are giving me the middle finger and not telling me, oh, phenomenal job, and if they are telling me phenomenal job, I tell them to go ask themselves. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want them I don't want them liking me. I'm not the kind of person that wants to hang around after the show and, and say hi to 35-year-old men, you know, that enjoy watching the guys in their underwear. I don't, I don't really care to meet those guys. You know, I, you know, if their girlfriends are around, sure, I mean, I'll take a picture and all, but, you know, I, I just think it's a little strange. So, like I said, I like to just do my job, leave, go to the hotel, and that's it, you know? Mm. Um, we've got a fan question now from... DB Summer on the forum. He says, uh, the team with RD Evans seems to involve a half-decent push and a storyline. Have the fans seemed more willing to accept you with him as your partner? Um, I think so. I think that being with RD kind of gives me that chance to, to do more of like the entertainment, the storytelling aspect, which I think is cool. Um, you know, RD's got a great mind and, uh, you know, we get a good chance, I guess, in Pittsburgh against the Wolves. So maybe this time we'll get to show everyone the Ring of Honor style match that QT can't have, you know. And then uh, who knows? They might be praising me the next day. Or they might tell me I shit the bed. Who knows? You know, you, maybe I can't please them regardless of what I do. So, like I said, I mean, right now I don't have any T-shirts available to sell. I'm not doing autograph sessions. So I'm still getting the, paid the same regardless. Uh, do you think some of the negative fan backlash has affected how you've been booked? I mean, do you think, you know, a guy like Delirious really, you know, takes much notice to, you know, fans saying, you know, stuff about you? No, I mean, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, when I had moved back to Florida back in September. Um, I was on a good run with, working out and all this stuff. And then I got hurt with the, uh, in the match with lethal. I took a backdrop that they even put on the, 
the main, I guess, the opening intro video because I was so high in the air. But when I hit, I don't know, something happened in my, my back, my nerve between whatever, my shoulder, my neck, whatever it was. I was out of the gym for like three, four weeks. Like I said, I'm a fat kid at heart. And once, once the snowball effect started, then I was with Paige and he broke my nose. And so little by little, I just started to get out of shape. So I think, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. That's what I feel has mostly to do with it. Um, you know, I haven't been told anything. I was told, you know, the whole Tommaso getting hurt, that kind of, you know, him being out for such a long period of time, I, I don't think there was a real story for me to be involved in at the moment, you know. So it's kind of like, well, just keep him here and let him, you know, let's see what he could do until then. And then the whole thing with RD, I guess they decided they were going to let him start working. So they figured out we could go about it this way. So, like I said, I mean, I don't get too involved with it. I really try not to think about it too much. I just wait for the, the email of dates that I'm booked and, you know, and then I show up to the shows and I find out what I'm doing or it's on the website, you know. I really, like I said, I mean, I'm not too, not that I'm not worried about it because I am, of course, but it's not something I stress over. And I believe you were the first uh, Ring of Honor wrestler to join the uh, ROH World Forum. Uh, what made you decide to join the forum? Uh, you know, a lot of people say I was trolling. I don't even know what that means. I guess that means like, trying to mess with everybody. But, uh, no, I mean, regardless, what I said was true when I, I said thank you for comparing me to Mike Bennett. I believe that Mike Bennett is going to be a major star in professional wrestling. So if you compare me to him, that's a compliment. You know what I mean? So for me, I was, but at the same time, it was, hey, let me go out here. And I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter. You know, I'm not big on, on the whole Twitter deal. Um, so I wanted to get to the Ring of Honor fans themselves. You know, I mean, not wrestling fans, but Ring of Honor fans. And the Ring of Honor fans really look into that form and stuff. So it was like, for me to go out there and interact with them, it was just a way to say, you know, like, I know what's going on, and I'm okay with it. And if you want to argue with me, that's fine. If you want to tell me that, you know, oh, hey, QT, I'm really starting to, He's starting to grow on me. Well, I don't care. Either way, I'm still the same person. I'm not going to change. You know, if I see you on the street and whether you're the guy that hates me or the guy that, oh, yeah, I think he's great, I'm not going to know because I'm not going to give you the time to tell me anyway. So uh, Hawkeye from the forum wants to know, why don't you post on it anymore? Yeah, um, I don't know. There really hasn't been a lot of the stuff that's been written I haven't been getting many negative feedbacks, so, you know, much negative feedback, I should say. So, I don't know. I've, I've been pretty busy with my personal life and everything else, and, you know, well, maybe I'll start going back and forth. It depends. Like I said, if something on there catches my eye or, you know, or oh, I, there's certain things that I disagree with that are on there sometimes, but I don't write anything, I don't know. And then I also got to figure out what my password is. Like, I'm not positive what it is either. Uh, you might have to resend that to me. <laughs> well, I'm not. All my passwords are the same, and I still forget them sometimes. As Harry and Steve, yeah. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier about the decision to put Artie Evans in action. Uh, how do you feel about yeah. your new tag team with him? And uh, what was your initial reaction? Um, you know, t- talking with Artie and and watching this stuff with other companies and stuff like that. I, you know, the guy's got a great mind for, for the business. I, 
I'm not really big on the guys that don't look like professional wrestlers, but you know, depending on which way he decides to work, we're still, I'm still not sure how he's going to go, but, uh, either way, I mean, Hey, as long as I'm continuing to get booked and you're going to put me in higher profile matches and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't booked on Supercard of Honor, and then all of a sudden it was QT and a mystery guy. So, like I said, I mean, at first, you know, I wasn't told either who the mystery guy was. You know, I wasn't told up until basically Supercard of Honor. So all that stuff with me talking about who my partner was going to be, these were just from other guys telling me who it could be and stuff like that. So was I a little disappointed in it being R.D. Evans? Not really, because... At the end, you know, a one-time tag team partner as opposed to someone that you can, can run with and who knows, maybe, you know, end up capturing the tag team titles, you know? So I'm kind of excited for it. We'll see what happens. And now that you and RD are in a tag team, uh, have you come up with a tag team name? <laughs> no, I haven't thought about it. Uh, you know, I'm not usually good with that stuff. I mean, I came up with my own name and I'm proud of that, so... I'm going to leave it up to everyone else. I mean, I see you guys on the forums like to come up with some pretty catchy names, so we'll see. Something over there catches our eye or something like that. I'll leave that up to RD. He's usually pretty good with that stuff. I guess he's the, he's the brains of the group, you could say. <laughs> and uh, coming up, you have a match with the American Wolves in Pittsburgh. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that match? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, uh, I really am. I'm going to show... I'm going to try to do my best to show that you know, to almost, to shut the critics up, just to, even if I just go out there once, do it, and then never do it again, just to show them that I could do it, it's just not what I, not my philosophy on professional wrestling, so, I mean, I think it's going to be a great match, you know, hopefully we have some time out there, you know, it's a house show, so, like I said, I think uh, we have a pretty good chance to do something special that night. And would you like to be a tag team wrestler in the long term, or would you prefer to eventually be a singles wrestler? No, absolutely not. Uh, singles. <laughs> you know, I, I was trained by a tag team, uh, you know, and they're the most decorated tag team in professional wrestling, and look at them now. One's the world champion, and the other one's not. So yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not into the – I mean, the tag team stuff is cool. You have a lot more, to, more options when it comes to putting, you know, a good match together. But, uh, you know, you get half the TV exposure. <laughs> you know, that's what it's about. And uh, so what's your uh, goal in, for 2013 in Ring of Honor? Uh, hopefully come September, you know, to, to re-sign. And, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when Tommaso comes back and, you know, what's going on with if he's just going to go after RD. Maybe he'll leave me alone. I don't know. You know, so we'll see what happens. There's a lot of stuff going on with Scum right now. Uh, they jumped in my match in, uh, whatever, North Carolina, one of them hillbilly states. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, I was able to get out of there before they attacked me. So who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. You know, like I said, I take it day by day. And whatever's best for QT is, is best. And uh, what about in, uh, looking past this year? Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, hopefully with the the, the big company, you know. Uh, that's what I hope for. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I'm 27 right now. So in five years, I'll be 32. So I kind of hope to be somewhere. Either that or I, I 
probably won't be wrestling. You know, depending on. Uh, you know, remember, I was I started in 2004, and like I said, I didn't work crazy amount of indies like a lot of the guys do, but I trained for five years, four years, like four or five days a week, and you know, my body's hurt. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, I think that might be another reason why I don't really go out there and kill myself. You know, it's it's for me, it's not worth it. You know, you you only have one body. You know what I mean? So mm. I'm trying to preserve it as much as I can. So uh, I'm the bigger guy. So why am I gonna let everyone throw me around? You know what I mean? Mm. That's a good point. So uh, that about wraps things up here. Thank you once again for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, no worries, guys. I mean, uh, like I said, I wanted to give the the people, the fans of Ring of Honor, let them a little bit inside and let them know. I'll be honest, the whole God's gift thing—that's the nickname, the the whatever you would call it, the gimmick name. But the arrogant kid from New Jersey that lives a good life in Florida—that's the real deal all day, you know. And like I said, if they don't like it, whatever. It is what it is, you know. I know. Uh, if you're close to me, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. If you're not, you're just another speck in the world. So so uh, how can fans get in touch with you? Do you have a Twitter or perhaps a website? Yeah, it's uh, R-O-H-Q-T Marshall. And uh, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, like I said, if you're going to tweet something nice to me, the odds are I'm going to just fire back at you in a negative way anyway. So I had fun with it. Like I said, the other night they had me going. Finally, the kid said something, and I just ended it with, you know, hey, QT Live is over. You know, have a great night. Well, and he ended with F off or something like, go F yourself. That's kind of amusing. So, um, yeah, that about uh, wraps things up. So thank you for speaking with us. All right, thank you very much, guys.